Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Daniel with the Dial a Prayer Ministry. You know, the last few days have been quite scary for a lot of people. In fact, I've had more than one person come to me with a lot of questions. How do we relate to what's happening in the news? We see, for example, terrible outbreaks of a virus we've probably not even heard before. The coronavirus pandemic. And then, just this week, we have seen an outbreak of tornadoes across Middle Tennessee. My friends, how do we relate to this? How do we understand that God is a God of love when we see terrible things, senseless things, happening all around? Some people are asking me, are these God's judgments? Is this perhaps the beginning of the seven last plagues? Well, you can't blame them for wondering that. After all, if you read the book of Revelation, you see descriptions of terrible judgments, the wrath of God falling upon a world that is unrepentant. And yet, as you see some of the pictures coming out of the news, this, for example, is a picture just on the news today of a church, a church that was destroyed by a tornado. Now, why would God allow something like this to happen? Many people are wondering. Many people are questioning. Some might say, well, that's not the church I go to. Maybe there was something wrong with that church. Maybe there was a problem with it. My house didn't get destroyed by a tornado. Maybe God was judging those people. You hear this time and time and time again. It seems whenever a disaster happens, there's someone that is ready to blame, ready to say, well, this happened because there was something wrong with those people. God was judging those people. But could this really be the case? How did Jesus relate to the news stories in his day? If you take a look at John chapter 13, there's an interesting story. We read there, it says, There were present at that season some who told him, speaking of Jesus, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You see from these verses, Jesus doesn't cast special blame, first of all, on the Galileans, the ones who died in this tragedy. He points out that this tragedy happens as a warning from God. And yes, often when we see tragedies happening, and they are happening with increasing frequency in our world, they are a warning to our hearts that we need to turn, we, not just the people who suffer those tragedies, but all of us who are inhabitants of this world, need to turn to God before it is too late. But it still begs the question, why does God allow tragedies to happen like this? We find another story in John chapter 9. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Now this was not a man who had become blind, this was a man who was born blind. It was a real puzzle, and the disciples asked Jesus. Notice it says, and his disciples asked him, saying, 
Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Well, that's a real puzzle. That's a real question. How could a man who was born blind be punished for a sin that he had not yet committed when he was born? Notice how Jesus answers this question. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. The works of God should be revealed in him. What does this mean? Is it possible that God wanted to reveal something about himself and he allowed Satan, does, God does not cause suffering, but he allowed Satan to afflict this man so that the entire world could know something of Jesus' love. Of course, we know the story. If you read there in John chapter 9, Jesus went on and worked a great miracle of healing to heal that man, to allow him to see. And the first face that he saw was the face of Jesus. Now, I said something a moment ago that may puzzle you. God does not cause suffering. Isn't suffering somehow a part of God's perfect plan? Well, we find an interesting comment in the book of James. Read here in James chapter 5 and verse 11. James says, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Now notice this. How does James describe God? As someone who is arbitrary and vengeful? No. The Lord is very compassionate. Very compassionate and merciful. Why then, I ask, why then did Job suffer? Well, we find the key to that in the beginning of the book of Job. We don't have time to turn to that whole story now, but I encourage you to look it up and read it if you haven't read it recently. How the devil, not God, but the devil, went to God in a, in a council room in heaven, somehow in this heavenly council, and he accused God. And because of his accusations, God permitted the devil to go and afflict Job. And time and again, and Job didn't understand what was happening. His friends didn't understand what was happening. But we have a little insight in the book of Job to something that I believe is taking place over and over and over again. But God is not in the disaster. God is not in the destruction. God sees the, the destruction coming. And yes, even his judgments come upon people who do not repent. But in his judgments, he weeps. Look at the words of Jesus in Matthew 23. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. O oh, Jerusalem! Jerusalem, Jesus is weeping here on the top of the Mount of Olives. The one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. My friends, every time disaster falls upon God's children, I can hear Jesus in my mind, weeping, just as he wept over Jerusalem. And yes, in this case, it was the judgment of God that fell upon Jerusalem, and yet Jesus wept. 
how often I wanted to gather you. I wanted to protect you. I wanted to be there for you. And yet, you rejected me. Here's a beautiful promise in 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. And notice these beautiful words of Christ. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. My friends, we don't have to fear the plagues, the judgments, the disasters that fall upon this world. Because when we understand something of the love of Christ, we understand something of his mercy, we can see his love in spite of the disaster, in spite of the pain. My friends, just learn to trust him more. We don't have to blame him. In fact, we know who is to blame. It's the devil. He is the one who is causing disaster, who is causing heartache, who is causing disease. We don't have to be fearful for the future. I don't know what may happen in the next few weeks, the next few months. Who knows? Perhaps the coronavirus could turn into a worldwide pandemic. Perhaps life could change for us. But one thing is certain, my friends. One thing is certain. Jesus is always faithful. He's always there. Listen to this promise of Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Yes, my friends, the world is full of fear. The world is full of trouble. But we need not fear. Let's keep our eyes on Christ. Let's keep our hope and our courage strong. For my friends, Jesus is coming soon. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we don't always understand the trials, the disasters, the fearful circumstances of this world. But we do know one thing. We know that you are in control. Yes, we know that the devil brings disasters upon this world. And we know that you give him a little bit of space because of the choices that we have made, the choices to reject you, to turn away from you, to go astray. And yet we know that in your heart you yearn over your children more than a father yearns over his wayward son. And Lord, we come to you and we ask you to give us this peace in our hearts that passes all understanding so that no matter what comes, we may live in hope and not live in fear. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, friends, thank you for watching. I'm Pastor Daniel McFeeders with the Stearns Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Dial of Prayer Ministry. God bless. Keep up your courage.